Let's dive in. It's our little podcast. Where we have a go at answering questions all about life, the universe and everything in it. I'm Phil. And I'm Julie. So let's dive in. You know, Julie, these kids, they've got some fantastic questions. I know they do, don't they? But wait, why, why are you telling me this? Well, well, you know, they often ask questions that grown-ups would, would never even dream of thinking of. You mean like out-of-this-world kind of questions? Yeah, you got me. How did you know? Ha, <laughs> I am all-knowing. <laughs> yeah, of course you are. Yeah, well, well, how about this question from Harry? Can we walk on Jupiter? Uh, um, yeah, you see your thoughts out. There you go. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, it's such a good question. I know, I know. But let's see what our mini testers think the answer is. I'm Dexter and this is my best friend, Harry. Hello. Dexter, Harry, tell me a little bit more about yourself. So you are how old? Um, we're both ten and yeah. I'm older by, I think, a week or two. <laughs> yeah, two weeks. Just and, two weeks. And um, we've known each other ever since he was born. Harry was born. Okay, yeah. all right. So the question I've got for you today is... Can you walk on Jupiter? I no. think so. Because it's a gas planet. Actually, no. It's a gas giant. Yeah, it's if it's a, a gas giant, it would just be balls of gas, wouldn't it? Yeah. So what would happen, do you think? Wouldn't you, so if you, think if you any spaceship would yeah, just go like that through Jupiter. All the way through? Or maybe there's a yeah, hard rock in I the middle. I think there might be a core. So it might and land on the hard rock. keeping it all together. Yeah. Those are some out-of-this-world guesses. Aren't they just? So, do we know the answer? Or do you know the answer? I don't. But that's okay. It is okay. Because when this happens, which it does happen, we dive into the question with an expert. Have we got one for this question? Oh, I do. We do. And he's great. It's Tom McCormick from University College Dublin. And I met up with him a while back and he's deadly. All right. Well then. Let's dive in and see if we can walk on Jupiter. I'm here with Tom McCormick, who is from UCD. Tom, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Philip. Who are you, Tom? Tom McCormick is my name. I'm a lecturer here in University College Dublin in the School of Physics. The question that we were asked, Tom, was about Jupiter and walking on it. Is it possible or why can't we or why what? Jupiter is what's called a gas giant. So it is one big ball of gas. I have an uncle like that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And in fact, if you took all the planets and added them up, they still wouldn't be as big as Jupiter. Wow. It is huge and it's mostly hydrogen gas. So it doesn't have a solid surface on the outside it would be like trying to walk on a cloud so you can't necessarily land on it so if you had a spacecraft you just would you fly through it or what would happen no so at the middle of it now that the pressure of all the gas on the outer layers is so huge it, it is actually solid in the middle could we get through all the gas layers and eventually land the spacecraft and stick a flag in it and go this bit is ours yes wow but you would not be able to breathe Probably nothing would survive that journey. Why would things not be able to survive? It's the pressure is so large and then it'll get so hot 
I suppose I shouldn't say it's impossible, but it would be an engineering challenge to make something that could survive that. Okay, so imagine that an amazing physicist, she's come up with some great way of figuring out how we can actually get down there. What would we see as we went through the, like the layers of gases down towards this hard core centre? Yeah, so as you approach from the outer layers, quite cold out where Jupiter is because it's very far away from the sun. Yeah. So the outer layers are quite cold. But as you, as you sink down further into the clouds, it gets darker and darker. Pressure gets greater and greater due to the weight of the clouds above you, if you like. And then it would eventually get warmer then because of the weight of all that stuff pressing down on you and all the molecules in those clouds colliding with each other. They would actually heat you up. Eventually go completely black. You would not see the light from the sun. In the same way, we can't see the middle from here. You won't be able to see from the inside out. And then you eventually reach something solid because of the massive pressures over it. And that will be heated then by the massive pressures that are on it, the gravitational forces pushing it down and distorting it and all that kind of work being done on it will be heating it up. Um, what that looks like would be speculation. Uh, <laughs> Gosh, you I haven't been to Jupiter time. No, no. <laughs> or to the centre of our own planet. Oh, so imagine we had the technology that we could get all the way to the center, could survive all the pressure, all the heat changes, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. What are we going to see at the center of Jupiter? Well, if you brought a, a torch, because there would be no uh, light around that you could use, it would just eventually get down to a hard metal surface, as it turns out, because hydrogen is a gas, which means molecules are quite far apart. But as you get closer to the center, the weight and the pressure of all the hydrogen above it squashes them particles so close together that they actually form not a gas but a solid and in the case of hydrogen it's actually a metal that it will form so it would be like one huge metal mirror of solid hydrogen is this happening at the middle of all planets is there metal at the middle of all planets that's squished together is it only kind of jupiter that this happens yeah that's what we we speculate that some planets have metal solid metal interiors and in fact, some stars maybe that are mostly carbon, we speculate they could be diamond. <laughs> if you squash carbon enough, they're diamond. It depends upon the weight of stuff that's on the outside and also then what it's made of. So what you're saying is that on some planets, there could be giant diamonds at the middle that we could mine. and be. Which planet would this be that we could go and mine? No, in fact, it was a star. And so the nearest star is four light years away, Alpha Centauri. Okay. And uh, we've no technology to get, to get that there. far at the moment. So we need a superstar with a big diamond. All our superstars in, our, in, in the world have diamonds, so that's bling. There you go, yeah. So, so stars are the ultimate sense of bling. That's it, yeah. They, we, and we are made of star material as well. Uh, when stars explode, they generate all the elements that make up our bodies. Mm. And that, that eventually then goes off on a big long journey in the universe and various other processes happen that cause it to stick back together again and form planets and stars. See, I told Julie I was made of star. I was a superstar, and you she are. just didn't yeah. believe me. No. Um, so I think when we get back, we're going to have to clarify that. Tom, thank you very much. Very well. You see, I told you I was a superstar. Now we have proof from Tom, an expert, stuff that stars are made of, me. Okay. All right. Okay. I take it back. You are a superstar. But so was Tom. I mean, what a cool answer. Can you imagine travelling all the way to the centre of Jupiter? That would be way cool. Way cool. And and hot. Or, or both. 
depending on how far you travel actually into Jupiter. Yeah, you know, I think that's such an interesting thing about the planet. The changes in pressure and temperature depending on how far you are from the centre. Actually, there's a NASA spacecraft out there right now called Juno and it's exploring all of these things. Yeah, I'd heard of that. What is it up there now? It is up there now. It actually, you know what? It left here, the Earth, in 2011. It landed... I can't really land. It arrived in 2016 and it's been taking measurements ever since and it'll finish taking measurements next year in 2021. So, OK, I, what has it found out? Alien life? No alien life, no, no. But it, it is looking for water, which is a building block of... of normal life (laughs) and every 54 days juno dives down into the atmosphere and takes measurements to have a look at what's going on it dives into jupiter well it must be a tough little spacecraft too because jupiter is a fairly stormy place and it's not just the number of storms it's the size of the storms some can be like get this i read this before twice the size of earth oh my gosh that is enormous. And actually, you know what? There's a really famous storm on Jupiter called the Great Red Spot, which is exactly that, twice the size of Earth. And apparently it's been seen and observed on Jupiter for more than 350 years. That is one long storm. Like it's it's massive, it's big, it's huge. It's going to be huge. It's probably been huge for 360 years. I hope Juno brought an umbrella, a windsheeter and its pressure pants. What are pressure pants? Pressure pants, you know, like, well, yeah, actually, I might have made these up or they may have came to me in a dream. But what I was inspired by was actually what Tom was talking about, the amount of pressure that Juno will be under. You mean that it might get so stressed out that it needs a special pair of pants to deal with the nerves? No, not that kind of pressure. Well, although that's perfectly fine. I mean, actual pressure, like, okay, uh, think of it like this. Uh, Have you ever been to the bottom of a a diving pool, like a really deep swimming pool that goes to about five metres below the surface? Yes, yes, I have. And my ears go pop and I feel like I'm actually being squashed when I'm down there. Yes, okay, that's perfect. So you're feeling the pressure and that's exactly what's happening on Jupiter. The closer that you get to the centre of the planet, like the further you're getting from the surface, there's more stuff above you. You know, you're getting deeper. Which means that as you're going deeper into Jupiter, there's more stuff pushing down, right? So that that's why there's more pressure on you. Exactly. So, and the more pressure that's pushing down on you, the more squashed and squished you become. That's so cool. But it's it's kind of tricky to understand, especially how pressure can create a metal. You know, like the metal ball that's right in the middle of Jupiter. Yeah, and I, I get that. Like, it's kind of hard to kind of conceptualise. So we do... Actually, it's hard to imagine, but hold on. If you get... But, but what? What? But if you you get the stuff that I texted you before the show, it's experiment time. We're going to try something out. Hey, okay, off I go. So this is an experiment that you can do, which will give you an idea of how when you apply more pressure to a liquid, it can turn solid. Just like the core of Jupiter, where scientists think that there's a metal ball because all of the liquid above it is being squished. So let's dive in. Right, but maybe jump this time because the water in the tub might not be deep enough for a dive. So what you're going to need for this experiment is just 
good old plain corn flour from the supermarket. You might even already have it in your cupboard. And some water from the tap. And a tub. Tub is useful. Now, the bigger your tub, the more corn flour and water you're going to need. There's actually no perfect recipe for this particular one. You've got to go a bit more by feel, but it's roughly four parts corn flour to one part water. So, get your tub, put in your flour, slowly pour the water over it, and get your hands in there and just give it a good old mix and see what it feels like. You want to go for a consistency that's slimy, that when you squeeze the mixture, it turns quite hard like a ball in your fist. But then when you let it go, it goes all gloopy and flows through your fingers. Now, you might not need all the water, so just be careful how slowly you pour it. Oh, that's really starting to do it. Um, starting like, to do what? What's uh, it doing? So it will start Glue. to become a solid. And that's really weird. So if you hit it really hard then it won't let your fist go through. But if you put your fist on it slowly, then it will let your hand go through. Okay, so why is that? Uh, because What happens when you punch dense. it with your fist? It's getting, um, you're pushing it in. And what does that mean you're doing? You're putting it's getting a lot more of dense pressure. Pressure, so you're putting a lot of force on, putting more pressure on it. Let's take this up and on. Turn around. Come on, <laughs> come on. Okay, um, that's crazy. But with this thing, oh. That's oh. <laughs> Harry, it makes like a... Oh. Harry, Wait. oh my... No, look, Harry, get a chunk. I'm just going to get this. Then if you put it in, it just goes straight back into the I've mixture. got a huge chunk, Dexter. It's smooth. So, can you guys explain what is happening when you punch it? So, when you punch it, then it won't let you through because you're pushing it down, making it into a solid. But if you slowly push your fist in, then it will let you through. This is what right, guys, do you think you'd want to have a go with your feet? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've done it. Now, I went a bit big and I got a giant, really useful box, about five kilos of corn flour and quite a bit of water, and then mixed it all up for the boys to run and jump on. It got messy. I recommend towels. My toes are gone. My toes are Pretend that this is like being on Jupiter, yeah? Where, so yeah. imagine that these are, and here's like a, a tunnel of gas pushing down on the liquid. And as it pushes down, like you're punching on here, in that fraction of a second that you punch, you're putting pressure on it and it's turning into a solid. Wait, I yeah? So that's what's happened at the centre of Jupiter. It now, this is just an yeah. idea of what it's like when you add pressure to a liquid... <laughs> Uh, it, it can turn into a solid. This so this is, is like a, a snapshot behaviour, right? So this is not what is happening on Jupiter itself. Oh, so they don't this like is just flour. like showing you... No, Jupiter is not made of cornflour. Oh, <laughs> that'd be awesome. Now that was messy. 
Very, 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 very messy. But super, 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 super fun. Yeah, who would have thought that whacking the heck out of flour and water would yield so much enjoyment? Magical, those non-Newtonian fluids. So, apart from the mess, what are our takeaways from this show? Uh, well, number one, you can't walk on Jupiter. Oh yeah, so that's the answer to the question. Now, why why was that again? Yeah, what Tom said. <clears throat> yeah. What did Tom say? Yeah, okay, well, okay. What Tom said was that and he knows more about this than me, but basically Jupiter is a big ball of gas. So it's not solid. So you would just, you wouldn't stand on it. You'd just be basically, you'd sink through it and be sucked towards the centre where the pressure would build up and eventually you get squished to uh, a tiny, tiny metal version of yourself. Okay, cool. Is that it? Oh, no, no, no. That that was just the bit that I would kind of... There's loads. There's like, Jupiter has so much going on. Like, that. there's a spacecraft, Juno, that was launched in 2011. Um, that it got there in 2016. And every 54 days now, it dives in. So, and it gets while Phil rattles on all the cool stuff that we've learned in this episode, don't forget to like and subscribe. And then also tune in to find out more cool stuff in the next episode. Now, I know Phil loves talking about science and he loves going on about this stuff. But if I don't say bye now, we're going to be here all day. So uh, bye and until next time. Just looking at it, but it's, it's really, really fast and really massive. But, you know, because the press is, and the, the storm, it's like twice the size of Earth. Thank you for listening. Now, apart from Julie and me, Let's Dive In is only made possible thanks to the support of Science Foundation Ireland and RTE. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So a giant thanks to them for supporting us and helping us put it all together. But what I think is even more important, no offence, Science Foundation Ireland and RTE, is the people who send the questions and our mini testers, because really they are the stars of our little international science showcase of science. Science showcase of science? Showcase of science. And because, I mean, like, we are showcasing the future and they are the future. We'd also like to thank our delightful producer, Nikki Coughlin. Whoop, whoop. Our coordinators, Lorna Byrne, Sharon Shannon and Avian Bird. And of course, the head honcho, the lovely and very important Suzanne Kelly. I feel like I should have a drum roll. We should have a drum roll. I don't know. Please keep us, don't fire us. And finally, thank you goes to you. Yes, you for listening. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. And even your cat about the show and make sure that you like and subscribe. So until next time, enjoy your life. And other things. See you soon. Bye.